Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Since the pandemic began, food insecurity in America has increased exponentially, and stakeholders across the value chain are stepping up to provide relief, including Simply Organic, which is giving $150,000 to five organizations that not only help put food on the tables of those in need, but which do so with an eye towards environmental sustainability and reducing the risk of food insecurity going forward. Recognizing the dramatic impact of the pandemic on food insecurity, which Feeding America estimates has touched 17 million more people in the U.S. since the outbreak began, for a total of 54 million people nationwide. Simply Organic increased its giving by $50,000 during this grant cycle, bringing donations from the Simply Organic Giving Fund to more than $2 million over the past 20 years. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Simply Organic CEO Tony Bedard explains why Simply Organic is focused on alleviating food insecurity and how its unique approach to selecting grant recipients is also advancing organic and empowering Americans with more than just food. He also shares how doing good has helped Simply Organic's business by appealing to conscious consumers and recruiting high-quality talent. We also hear from two of the recipients, Means Database and the Emergency Food Network's Mother Earth Farm, about the impact of Simply Organic's grants and the work that they're doing. So long before the pandemic made food insecurity a household concern in America, and even before the rise of conscious consumerism pushed more companies to take up and more loudly promote their social missions, Bedard explains that Simply Organic has been quietly and steadily giving to organizations that support organic agriculture and feeding those in need. It really originated just out of the philosophy that our company operates under and the idea that you doing good works, okay? So we're, what that's trying to say is you can do some really good stuff, cool stuff, and it comes back to you and benefiting your business. So, you know, when it was 2001 when the Simply Organic Giving Fund was started, um, part of that work is to align our giving with our brands. And uh, we've got a Simply Organic Frontier Co-op brand and Oracacia brand. So we, we created, you know, sort of giving funds around that. In the very beginning, there was a lot more focus on, on agriculture and specifically agriculture around the world. And, you know, the more, more and more the brand evolved, the more and more, um, you know, our Frontier Co-op um, kind of giving kind of took over a lot of that international work. And we really tried to, you know, transition that in 2018 to something more focused and personal, more, you know, in the United States and Canada, um, really more in line with the, with the organic food brand and, 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 and really, honestly, just saw a bigger need there with, you know, providing access uh, to people who are food insecure. So it, it, it was really, a, you know, all pre- on the basic premise that, you know, business can be a great force for change and that how it works for us is that alignment of the brand. So we, we kind of moved it in 2018 and have really focused to, a, um, a, a, you know, a little bit more of that kind of emotional, personal, kind of local, you know, foodie kind of um, approach to things. I think most of us are aware of, of, of how big an issue food insecurity is. I mean, even before the pandemic, 
you know, one in eight Americans were food, you know, were determined to be food insecure, and one in six children, and those numbers have only grown. And you know, when you look at the impact, especially with children, um, their, you know, the impact it has on their education, their physical well-being, their emotional development. These are all things that resonate with us um, as a company. And you know, what's unique about our our giving is that it is it is focused on organic, which we believe is a even better way to approach. Um, you know things like nutrition and um, and, and, and welfare, and uh, so you know I think we recognize that that have, being a food brand that that you know it made very much sense to try to take on what's become you know a, a bigger and bigger issue for for the you know the country. Um, you know it's it's been it's we've we've really tried to work on the access part of the of our giving. So you know we want to. We, it's not just you know, it's not just solely about um, you know or making more organic food available, but really honestly figuring out how do we can connect the points between people who are doing some good stuff um, and in in how they go about growing that organic food and then connecting it to people that need it. This can be a tall order to fill, which is why Better to Simply Organics Giving Fund applies a quote-unquote robust application review process that places a heavy emphasis on shared values and a track record of success. A couple different sort of different ways we look at it, both organizational priorities and programming priorities. When you look at organizational priorities, we're looking at the goals, the values, their track record. We're looking at what, you know, we, we, we're actually becoming quite connected in the hunger relief community, so we're looking for recommendations for, uh, from others. And then, really, honestly, it comes down a little bit down to how well their, their application was done, how professional, how buttoned up. You know, I mean, you know, you, I mean, that's an indication, just like any kind of interview, right? And does your resume look good? Do you, do you come off in the right way? And so, we want to make sure these new organizations are, you know, buttoned up. So that's that's one way. And then the programming priorities are really around, you know, how they align, right? So we, you know, there's the alignment with with organic food, but also you can see there's alignment with some of the other priorities we have in our company. The needs of that organization, you know, we've we we want to we want to you know, obviously you know if they're they if they're well funded, you know, I'm not you know we're not we're, not, we're there's plenty of people that aren't, so we try to look at that. We try to look at where we can make measurable change, and then honestly, it comes down when you're talking about programming priorities to whether or not it really makes sense or will it work. In addition to considering how Simply Organic can help applicants, it also considers how they can help Simply Organic better connect with consumers and ultimately grow, which in turn allows the company to give more in coming years. One interesting part at our company is once those applications are in place, then we have an employee review group that looks at it, and they, they rate them and break them down, and then they pitch it because, like I said earlier, you know, doing good works, right? So how is this going to work for our organization? We went with our marketing and sales group, and we say, you know what, these are the, story, you know, these are the people we're looking to work with. These, you know, what can, you know, what can you do with that? We, uh, as a company, um, have made a commitment for, you know, more than a, well, it's been almost two decades now, to, um, you know, spend roughly 5% of our pre-tax profit um, in, for, in socially responsible projects, all of which align across our different brands and, and what we stand for as a company. And so we've been doing this for a long time. It adds up to roughly a million dollars a year. This is one of them. But honestly, um, we have certain filters and certain ways of doing business. And if, if we can't find purpose in our work, then it doesn't fit in our company. And, and so 
when you start looking at this Simply Organic Giving Fund, it's, it is meaningful. It is um, part of our marketing campaign. Um, you know, it's just not about great tasting, you know, herbs and spices, right? It's not just about recipes. I contend that, you know, um, in business that, you know, sure, you've got to meet these elements of price and service and quality, and you've got to, you know, do all the basic fundamentals of, 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 of good business and good work and good bringing good CPG products to market. But when the decisions get made by consumers and they get made by customers who supply to consumers, that, that where, where we hope and where we win is that it's the way we do our work. And, and you know... I don't. I don't. I can't. Un, I can't untangle that from what we do here. And so, when we think about it, it's just all of our brands and all of our work. It just has to have more meaning. Um, we screen for that when we bring people into our company. Does this resonate with you? Um, we know in the industry where we are in the organic and natural industry, products industry that people are more inclined to think about this. Um, you kind of vote with your dollars, and so you know it's. I don't know. You know it's. How would I say how important this is? It's I'm not I'm not sure we wouldn't be like every other spice company if we didn't do this, okay? And this is this is this is a differentiator for us, but it's also just a it's um you know it's a an ante to play the game in our company. While conscious consumerism has been on the rise for several years, Bettered says that the pandemic accelerated it, like so many trends. Making Simply Organic's Giving Fund and other environmental, social, and governance pillars even more crucial. People are, are cooking at a level that they never have before. So, you know, there's a heck of a lot more people interested in it. Um, yeah, I think that... I think that um, um, a lot of spice companies are recognizing um, sort of it's important to do it in the right way. I mean, Frontier has been around since 1976, and we believe we've been, you know, we've been doing it the, the right way. But a lot of other people are catching on, um, some big, some small. I think they recognize that a lot of spices come from the developing world, of which if it's not done correctly, you can have, you know, systemic and, you know, uh, huge impacts on these farming communities. So I think a lot of people know that, and then they're also realizing that, yeah, I think I think because because people are more aware, right? Um, the stories you, you you know they're 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 being told, and they're the access to information. So people are they're understanding the dynamics of spices and where they come from, and I think people want to you know want to deal with with uh, um, they want to be a part of the solution. And so, you know, I think I think the mere demand and quantity has brought some of this forward quicker and faster. But also, the fact that a lot more people are asking for sustainably sourced spices, and if the spice trade is as old as any trade in, in, in the world, and so um, and it's got some of you know it's got in the past it's had, and you know, I suppose in some cases some suppliers have some ugly words to it, but consumers are getting smarter. Um, they want they want it all, right? They want they want the flavor, they want the you know the, the aroma, they want you know the, all the kinds of you know organoleptic elements that make it a great spice. But they also want to feel good that they're not you know taking advantage of a farming community in Sri Lanka or Turkey or India or wherever all the parts of the world we source from. So I you know and I think people have a little bit more time to think about that. And as they cook they're probably 
you know, they're they're they're. I think they're trying to make a, a, a you know a connection with their food at a level that some of us didn't slow down and do before. Or maybe we bought outside the home. So, I you know, to me, it's just kind of like a bunch of things coming together. But you've seen a big movement in the in the spice industry um, where people are starting, big companies are starting to pay more attention um, to the kinds of things Frontiers paid attention to since their start. A tremendous amount of community building around the world and business building and we're, we're sort of known in the supply chain for that and so those I can you know we have a tremendous I have numerous things where we've opened schools or a dental clinic or we've, we've dug wells or we bought equipment to help these people be better businesses and I you know I could I could talk a lot about their overall program and, and, and because it, it's, it's much bigger than just a simply organic fund just as the Simply Organic Fund helps connect the company to consumers, Bennett says it also helps bring together the company's employees by creating shared values that they can be proud of and gives Simply Organic a point of differentiation when it comes to recruitment. I use these stories on a regular basis, whether I'm talking to customers or consumers, but honestly with our employees, we share those. And we'll go through these projects at our quarterly meetings where we meet together when we can before the pandemic. As, as, a, as a team, and we'll go through these. And these are what differentiates this, you know, you got, you got to feel good about your pay, you got to feel good about your benefits, but where people really get engaged in an organization is to know that they helped some women in the state of Washington grow some organic food, learn how to grow, change their lives, or help somebody eat that couldn't, wouldn't have access to that food, or redirect the waste of products out of a natural food store that Everybody knows what happens. The stuff goes in the dumpster instead of the people that can eat it. Those things people feel good about. It's a, it's a dip, this is a differentiator for hiring for us and retaining people. As Better noted, the recipients of this year's Simply Organic Giving Fund all are focused on alleviating food insecurity. But they also tackle other macro, social, and environmental challenges, which can contribute to food insecurity directly and indirectly. For example, Emergency Food Network's Mother Earth Farm, which received $50,000 from Simply Organic, produces more than 150,000 pounds of organic food for area food pantries, shelters, and food sites. And it does so with the help of incarcerated women through the Purdy's Women's Program. As Claire Igen, the development manager for the Emergency Food Network, explains, the partnership helps the women learn job and life skills that will support their re-entry into society so that they hopefully don't need to rely on the same services they once provided. The um, Emergency Food Network, or EFN as we refer to it, is Pierce County's emergency food distributor. So we provide food to food pantries, meal sites, and shelters here in Pierce County, Washington. Right now, we have a network of more than 70 partners, and every month we distribute more than 1 million pounds of food to them at no cost. Uh, our mission is to provide Pierce County with a consistent, diverse, and nutritious food supply so that no person goes hungry. And Mother Earth Farm fits really well into a couple of those key areas. Our Mother Earth Farm is located in the Puyallup Valley here in Pierce County, which is a really lush, historic uh, growing area. You know, we grow the staples that folks are probably used to seeing, um, like tomatoes and um, other like leafy greens, but then we also are able to grow really culturally appropriate and diverse foods that reflect the community members that we serve. So one of the programs that makes Mother Earth Farm possible is a partnership with the local Correctional Center for Women on the Key Peninsula out here. And 
for many years now, we've had the Pretty, Women, Pretty Women's Program at the farm where a team of women from the local facility come out to the farm, and from March through November, they work at the farm, and they help with the entire growing, or the busiest part of the growing season. And it's just such a wonderful program. It's one of only two programs at the prison that allows folks to actually leave the facility for their work program rather than just staying inside. And it is incredible to talk to folks who have gone through this program about what it means for them. Talking to our farm managers and talking to folks who have gone through the program, the changes that they go through when they come to the farm for the first time and then when they leave at the end of the season, they go from not feeling like they have the authority to make a decision for themselves or a decision for what should happen in that work day and in that work experience to becoming much more confident in their abilities to make those decisions and then also the ability to work with their other team members to address those challenges, to work together for success, to overcome any interpersonal um, you know, drama that happens on any work team. And so it's all of those soft skills that are so important and are really critical for when people are in the workplace. And then you know, the team members are also learning farming skills and gardening skills. Our farm managers do a great job of trying to bring in talent-friendly employers who do um, chats with them and try to introduce different job opportunities that might be available to them after the program. And then our team also works with them on how to talk about the program and then a resume or in a job interview and how to really get prepared for leaving the prison and re-entering the workforce after they leave the facility. We have seasonal positions that we have during the summer, and we really try our best to hire folks who've been in the program before whenever we can. Um, and then we also know that folks have gone on to get jobs at nurseries, at farmers markets, things like that after they've left the program. Uh, rates of homelessness for people who've been, to the pr been in prison is 10 times higher than the general population. And folks who have been in prison have, you know, not only had their ability to earn money interrupted but for the amount of time that they've been in prison, but we also are in a society that is, has a lot of stigmas against people who have, have a criminal record. And so it can be really hard for people to find a job that pays well after they leave um, being incarcerated. And I was looking at some stats, and I was just shocked to see that black women who have been to prison have a 43% unemployment rate. So, you know, if you don't make money and if you're not able to find good employment because employers are not willing to give people a second chance, there's no way that you're going to be able to afford food for yourself on a um, consistent basis and to know that you're always going to have access to a nutritious meal three times a day, which is such a huge challenge. And that's something where... I think all of us can be better about being understanding of people who've been through the um, justice system and also to look at hiring practices that we have within our companies and making sure that we are doing what we can to be understanding of people's past and try to give them a chance to have a second chance at life. Another recipient of Simply Organic's Giving Fund this year is Means Database, which received $15,000 to help it simultaneously tackle food insecurity and food waste by connecting excess organic food with those who need it. As Maria Rose Belding, a co-founder of Means Database, explains, the funds will help the startup recruit more co-ops and natural food stores to donate through its system. 
if you make food in a professional setting, you can donate on means. So they go onto our website and say, okay, here's where I am, here's what I've got, here's when I need it gone by. Our system sends automated free text messages and or emails. Sorry, please, yes. Our organization, so our platform, sends free automated text messages and or emails to all of the verified nonprofits nearby who said that they need things that fit those categories of food. So let's say somebody has 50 apples in Vermont. This grocery store says, they post, hey, I have 50 apples and I need somebody to come get it from me by the end of the day. There might be 20 organizations nearby that have said, hey, I, I'm interested in fruit and I'm interested in things between 25 and 100 pounds. So 20 organizations get this text message and or email. The first one to claim it gets it. So when these notifications go out, we tell the organizations exactly how far they're going or would be going to pick it up and in what direction, but we don't give them the donor's contact information or the exact address until they've claimed it, which keeps multiple nonprofits from showing up anyway to that donor, which is, a, a as we found, a, a repeat issue for food donors with using a listserv model instead. So we connect one-to-one. Nonprofit comes and picks it up, or transportation is if transportation is figured out between the two of them. Sometimes donor drops it off, and we're able to match access and need quickly. The average is about 40 minutes from post to claim across the United States. What we're excited about with Simply Organic, among other things, is we have not really had the opportunity to do a lot of outreach to. Uh, natural food stores or co-ops or organic food stores before because we just haven't had the time or the funding to do so. There's actually more food waste often in organic operations, not because of inventory management issues, but because there's no preservatives anywhere. Things go badly more quickly. And we also know that the kind of people who operate organic or natural food stores often care a lot more about food waste and the impact of food waste on the environment. So it is a perfect group of people for us to be reaching out to. And with Simply Organic, we now have the funds to actually do that, to assign staff people whose only job for the last little bit and for the next little bit going forward has been to find these co-ops, to find these farmers markets and organic food stores, talk to them, see what we can do, see if we can get them on our platform and help them get their food to people in need. Belding is also quick to reassure co-ops, grocery stores, and other professional food manufacturers interested in the means database not to worry about liability or taking on extra costs sometimes associated with donations. She explains that because all the recipients are certified nonprofits, donors are protected from liability. Likewise, it's up to the recipients to claim the food by a time determined by the donor, so there's no risk of employees incurring overtime or transportation costs. In fact, she says working with the means database could actually help organizations save money by reducing their trash fees. She also reassures donors that someone will want their food, whatever it is. 
one of the things that we encounter a lot is this perception that low-income people or people who go to food pantries, quote-unquote, don't want our kind of food. We have had so many people tell us or assume that because somebody is low income or because somebody is relying on a food pantry, that they don't want quinoa. They don't want, quote unquote, fancy organic food. That's absolutely false. Everybody wants good food. And personal taste for food isn't really different across income level. It's just a question of how often they can afford to get it. We have... (laughs) Still one of my favorite mean stories. There is a restaurant, in, it's a five-star restaurant in Seattle. It's incredibly expensive. Like I could never afford to eat there. They had, so they've donated some means in the past. And one time they donated squab. We had to Google that. We did not know what that is, but that is baby pigeon. So they donated this baby pigeon meat. And in truly less than half an hour, a nonprofit had claimed it. And then this nonprofit is a pretty cool model of essentially a food truck, but it's free. And they go around in the evenings to people experiencing homelessness and provide them hot meals from the truck. They took the squab and made like pork and beans, except with squab. And it was apparently quite popular. Um, I think the biggest myth I want to dispel is that there is almost nothing that nobody wants. Like we have so many stories from means of just bizarre things that were donated to us that ended up finding homes. If retailers, food service providers, or co-ops listening are interested but have other questions, Belding encourages them to reach out via email, text, or phone. Because a simply organic donation means that she now has staff on hand to help onboard donors. We're really excited to be partnered with Simply Organic on this and to be working with so many natural food stores and producers for the first time. If you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call, shoot us an email. You can email us at hello at meansdatabase.org or give us a call or shoot a text to 202 449-1507. We have staff who we are currently scattered due to COVID. So we have staff who are working in all four time zones that are ready and psyched. And we've got a whole team devoted just to this grant. So we're looking forward to talking to you. If you want to sign up for Means right now, it's just meansdatabase.org. And if you know any nonprofits that could use some extra food, they can sign up there as well. The other recipients of Simply Organic's giving fund include Feed Iowa First, which uses donated plots of land to produce organic food for local pantries, Matthew 25, which as part of its mission runs a pay-it-forward cafe that gives people access to healthy organic food even if they can't afford it, and Project Worthmore, which serves the Denver area refugees through a training farm and culturally relevant food access program. Reflecting on the scope of Simply Organic's giving fund and the impact it's had, Bettered encourages industry players to look at different ways that they can positively impact change. Even if they can't donate $150,000, 
He said many can still make dramatic impact through microloans, in-kind donations, mentoring, or even just providing connections. By working together, he says industry can help cushion the blow of the pandemic and alleviate food insecurity in coming years. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next time, and to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.